I'm Nadia, dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor, and welcome to Good Enough Nutrition, the podcast, a space where we chat all about nutrition and well-being, intuitive eating, body image, and a sprinkle of all things periods and hormones. I'm here to remind you that guilt has no place near our food or bodies, and that you are good enough, as you are, always. So let's dig in. Hello my cool cucumbers, welcome back to another episode, the third episode of Good Enough Nutrition and today we're chatting all about perfectionism paralysis. So the question that comes to mind when I think about perfectionism paralysis is have you ever gone to make a meal but become so overwhelmed with all the nutrition advice swirling around in your head that you felt paralyzed? That's what perfectionism paralysis is when it comes to nutrition. But before we jump into talking about that, as always, I wanted to uh, fill you in on what's been lighting me up recently. And I think I mentioned in the last episode that a few months back I went home to New Zealand uh, to visit family. And while I was there, I found a bunch of my old diaries from the ages between 11 and 15. And what I've been doing is I've made a little ritual of reading them at night before I go to bed. And it's actually been so much fun reconnecting with, you know, 11 year old, 12 year old, 13 year old me. And I've found it quite healing for my inner child, to be honest. And what it made me think about was that trend that was going around a while back where people were taking a photo of their childhood selves and putting it on their phone as their background or pinning it somewhere as a reminder that when they talk negatively or disparagingly towards themselves that that's who they're talking to that their inner child is still in there somewhere and it's that lovely reminder of the fact that we're born worthy and we remain worthy and uh, it kind of just brings awareness to supporting us to change that internal dialogue. And so I haven't done that before, but I feel like these diaries are having a similar impact. So if you have access to old diaries or old photographs that you can put as your phone background, I think I'll vouch for it. It's a really nice connecting thing to do. So that's what's been lighting me up. All right. Uh, actually, I might. Um, I think I'm going to start putting a carousel of images on Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about what's been lighting me up. So I'll put that on Instagram. Come over. I would love to hear what, what's been lighting you up. So drop that in the comments. Okay, now onto the episode. So I mentioned yeah, perfectionism paralysis and today we're talking about it in the context of nutrition, food and eating. But I think where we're most familiar with perfectionism or at least where I'm certainly most familiar with perfectionism is when it comes to things like work and social media and hustle culture uh, and that's definitely where I hear the most talk about it. But I, when I'm in the clinic with clients, I can recognize a lot of perfectionism showing up when it comes to nutrition. And I, but I haven't heard much talk about it in that context in the world. So I've been trying to understand why people don't seem to associate the idea of 
eating well or perfectly with perfectionism. And what I've come up with is kind of like twofold or two reasons why I think that might be the case. So the first one is, is that eating perfectly or whatever label we call it nowadays, it's clean eating or whole foods or whatever the latest, you know, perfect eating food trend is. That is just so normalized in our society, normalized to the point that if you wanted to find someone to tell you that you're eating wrong, you know, whether you need more protein or more fiber or less carbs or more superfoods or you're eating at the wrong time or too often or not enough, like for whatever it is you're eating at whatever time or however much, you can literally find a million people ready and willing to give their two cents on the internet about how it's the wrong thing. And so that's why I think one of the reasons why I think that perfectionism when it comes to food isn't seen as perfectionism because it's just so normalized. And of course, like if this bar is always moving and we're constantly striving to eat perfectly for our health or our well-being or whatever it is, no wonder no one's talking about it because everyone's doing it. <laughs> and then the second is that there's a lot of morality on the on involved when it comes to eating. And I think as far as morality goes, you know, diet culture has done such a good job at making us believe that we're a failure if we aren't eating perfectly or clean or whole like if we're not following all the advice and so diet culture has and all those systems at play have told us that we're bad if we're eating quote-unquote bad or we're good if we're eating quote-unquote good so it's almost like our own morality as a human is on the line depending on how we're eating and so that means that there can often be a lot of shame and self-blame involved so instead of seeing it as kind of perfectionism which is driven by the culture we see it as I'm the moral failure or I'm doing something wrong or right so and I think those two reasons that I've come up with interplay with each other so you know it's like a perfect storm we've got this endless bucket of societal health or nutrition advice that we're constantly trying to meet, plus our morality as humans on the line. And that's just a recipe for perfectionism and constant striving. And that's a recipe for paralysis. And so that's why I wanted to talk about both of those things, the perfectionism and the paralysis today, because I see it so often in session with my clients. Um, it's just been popping up so much and I was certain some of you would be experiencing it too. And when I first saw it popping up, I actually jumped on Google to see what, what Google had to say about it. And I found this article in Forbes that described perfectionism paralysis as an emo so they say quote unquote it's the immobilizing fear of failing and something us perfectionists know all too well it can wreck our psyche and prevent us from forward movement because we're so scared that the results won't wow at that we're unable to even begin when it traps us we end up stressed out 
unable to harness our full potential and missing opportunities. It's a lose-lose, yet still we end up there. I think many of us can resonate with that. And of course, that's not specific to nutrition, but I, yeah, I'm talking mostly about nutrition today. But even if you don't struggle with perfectionism when it comes to eating, I think so many of us can resonate in some areas or many areas of our lives. When I read that, a lot of it resonated, but there's actually one thing I would change slightly. I don't think it's that people are afraid that their results won't necessarily quote unquote wow. I think it actually goes deeper than that, or at least it does for me. It's more so that we're afraid that if we're not eating perfectly or clean or whole or whatever the label is, I think we're afraid not that we won't wow, but that we'll be rejected or that we won't be accepted by others, maybe even by ourselves, that we will see ourselves as morally inferior for not eating perfectly. And the thing is, is that that might not be uh, at a conscious cognitive (laughs) level that you think that, but often it can be more subconscious and many Many of us have learned that at a really young age, right? We weren't born expecting that eating perfectly uh, would make sure we're, would, would mean that we're accepted and belong. But that's what we were taught in a roundabout way. And it can be something as simple as a well-meaning comment by a caregiver or a loved one when they say something like, that's enough junk food, that's bad. Or eat your broccoli, there's a good girl. And it's interesting because when we're kids, we don't, we often can't uh, interpret things with nuance and separate ourselves from the situation. So when someone gets told, stop eating junk food, that's bad, kids actually interpret that that as I'm bad. What the message they get is then, if I eat right, I'll be accepted. I'm good. But if I eat wrong, I'll be rejected. I'm bad. And that doesn't feel good at any age. But as a child, it actually threatens our attachment to our caregivers. And that literally threatens our lives. So what do we do? We learn that we need to eat in a way that is acceptable to our caregivers or to society and when we learn it from society, you know, it's clean eating or whole eating or, you know, eating perfectly in some way. And of course, that's when our perfectionism kicks in. And it's often something we carry throughout our whole lives. Now, I hear that story really often, but you might be sitting there thinking, I was never told that I needed to eat good or, or certain foods were bad. But it's really interesting because that it's, sometimes it's actually something we can witness. So maybe a loved one was told that or we see it on social media, for instance, that the quote unquote clean eaters get more love or attention. Right. And so we can actually just learn that through osmosis, through observation. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to be told that directly for it to still be able to impact us. So once again, I don't think it's that we're afraid that our results won't well, but more so that it runs deeper, that we won't be accepted, that we won't belong. 
Maybe I'm reading into it, but I would love to hear what you think, if that actually resonated or not. So how does this play out in the now as adults, right? So recently I've had a few clients who have been trying to incorporate breakfast in their routine and you know, for good reason. We love breakfast around here, helps with energy, improves mood, lowers stress, all the good stuff. And in their effort to include breakfast, they've noticed the dreaded perfectionism jumping in. So they might have thoughts like, I want to start having breakfast, but I have to include at least 20 grams of protein. Or, oh, I don't have any grainy bread. I can't possibly have white bread. Or I can't have toast for breakfast every morning. It's easy, but it is not healthy. (laughs) Or maybe I should have porridge, but it's too much effort. Or I read somewhere that sweet breakfasts are bad for blood sugars, but I never feel like savory options. Oh my gosh, so many possible thoughts jump in. And even reading it, I feel quite paralyzed. It's so overwhelming. How can anyone make a decision when there's that many rules and uh, perfectionistic thoughts going on in one person's brain? So you can understand how perfectionism can be at play and how it can be so paralyzing. And for some people, it's not just at breakfast when that comes up. It can literally be every meal of every day. So for me, it's no wonder that people end up feeling paralyzed, saying it's all too hard, saying screw it, and then moving on with their life and leaving behind the behavior or the change that they wanted to make to improve their well-being because they weren't going to accept it or they were worried they weren't going to be accepted deep down <laughs> if it, unless it was done perfectly. So that's an example of what it looks like in real life. But of course, I'm all about the practical. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a practice of how we can, can start shifting the dial on perfectionism when it comes to eating. Okay, so as with anything, I believe that awareness is the first step. And hopefully if you've listened to this podcast, you're now aware of what perfectionism looks like when it comes to eating. Because if we're not aware of what's happening, how can we actually expect to change it? So the question I want you to ask yourself is what does perfectionism paralysis feel like? What does it feel like in my emotions? What does it feel like in my body? How can I notice when it's coming up? For me, when I think about what it feels like, I feel stuck, immobilized. I feel a lot of indecision and overwhelm, maybe even some exasperation that it's all too hard. Often my thoughts might be racing or sometimes they can go frozen. Uh, In the body, that will often feel like a tense, maybe a tightness around my chest. Shoulders often go up. And then I might even experience some guilt. The sense of, I didn't do what I said I'd do. And often that uh, there's this kind of underlying sense of pressure. Take a moment to think about what it feels like for you and whether any of those resonate. And just notice. And once you've thought about what that feels like, see if you can notice it coming up throughout the day. And that's the first step, just noticing and then giving yourself lots of self-compassion. 
Oh, I'm just trying to do things perfectly again. Oh, I feel stuck. Oh, okay, there's a lot of pressure on this behavior. I can notice that. Oh, this is my perfectionism at play. And that might be where you start, just noticing. When you're ready, the next step is bringing in a framework like Good Enough Nutrition. Remember that one of the principles of Good Enough Nutrition encourages a shift away from perfectionism, shame and guilt and toward imperfection, imperfection, (laughs) empowerment and choice. So you get to define what good enough looks like for you. And that's a good thing because if we continue to try and follow society's definition of eating quote-unquote perfect, we would literally spend our life chasing our tails. So consider what good enough nutrition looks like for you. If you haven't listened to my last podcast episode, episode two, that goes through all about what good enough nutrition looks like. But you get to decide what's good enough for the now. It doesn't have to be forever, but for now. Because when you decide to be okay with doing something, you develop forward motion. And say if we use that breakfast example. So thinking about all those rules I mentioned, taking a step back going, oh, okay, my perfectionism is at play. What am I actually okay with? Just doing something to begin with, particularly if we're trying to bring in a new habit, right? It's hard enough as it is to bring in a new habit without trying to do it perfectly. So when you're trying to bring in something new, like having breakfast, decide that you're okay with with just doing something, doing anything. And what that does is that gets us out of the stuck and helps us to develop that forward motion. As we know, motion begets motion, right? So if paralysis makes us stuck, motion gets us moving. Even if it's imperfect, it gets those wheels in motion. So if you decide that you're fine with having anything at breakfast, maybe it's just toast with something on it, what will happen is that a new routine will start to form. We will build those skills to reconnect with our appetite and start to hopefully notice the benefits. And then we get forward motion from there. And in future, if you feel empowered to do so, you can absolutely change it up uh, to make breakfast more in line with your goals. But to begin with, just being okay with doing something without it having to follow every rule in the book is more than good enough. It's that enormous pressure of perfectionism that leads to overwhelm. So if we can start with good enough, when or if the time is right in future, we can continue to workshop what it looks like. But initially, good enough is more than enough. So that is how perfectionism paralysis can play out when it comes to nutrition. I would love to hear from you. Do you have any thoughts on this episode or reach out on Instagram at Nadia Maxwell Nutrition and let me know how perfectionism paralysis plays out for you or maybe even a way that you've been able to overcome it. Otherwise, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to Good Enough Nutrition. If you have thoughts or questions from today's episode, hit me up over on my Instagram at Nadia Maxwell Nutrition. If you have a moment to rate or review the podcast, that would be amazing. Or share that you're listening on your stories and tag me. I absolutely love to see it. As always, remember that guilt has no place near our food or bodies and you are good enough as you are always. Thank you.